Welcome to the Bill Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you'll never miss a minute. Bill Spadia is compensated for commercial and nonprofit appearances. 610 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy President's Day. So, Eric, we are here this morning. Yeah, well, a lot of schools are open this morning as well. I uh, I was surprised to hear that. I know because of the snow day. The kids will be happy that they don't have it extended into the summer. I think. A lot of districts right? are trying to do that now, that they don't want to add days in June. Yeah, so you just want your summer vacation. Yeah, you right? just want to be done, done now. Yeah. I um. We, as you know, we have, um, we still have an abundance of wedding cheese. <laughs> well, but did it get, did it arrive in New Jersey safely? It arrived safely. Okay. The cheese has been delivered. <laughs> so we had a dinner at the house on Friday and everyone left with uh, three small wheels of cheese. Wow. Yeah. And we, uh, we are down to our last two wheels. I've got, uh, I've got a cheddar and a Stilton. Because last night, all of the cheese in the fridge, and it must have been seven, eight, nine cups grated. <laughs> and it, uh, my arm was sore. I, literally, that was my job to that grate the cheese. Funny. So Jody made a mac and cheese. I have no idea how she did it. Um, but I'm going to share the re- I can't even share the recipe. I'm just going to share the pictures because it was so good. And we're in Wegmans. And I'm like, why don't we add short ribs to oh. the... So we bought five. By the way, short ribs. Who knew they were so expensive? Yeah. What the they, hell happened to yeah, short? They're it, really. They used to be throwaways, right? I mean, you'd be able yes, to go to the butcher and get it, them for you know, like oh yeah. God. So yeah, she expensive. cooked it for seven hours in the slow cooker. I'm not. I don't. Again, I don't know how. I know there was some red wine vinegar involved. There was some brown sugar involved. The house smelled like short ribs all day. So she made a a, uh, a gravy. With the drippings from the, uh, you know, the the uh, mm-hmm. slow cooker. Yep. And in one pot, we had the short ribs shredded. The best part was sucking on the bones. Mm. Oh, absolutely! Uh, oh my god! Yeah. So oh, yeah. we just—that was all we had. Like that was the food of the day. Was the mac and cheese, and it was great. It was way over cheesed, and it was perfect. So I'm gonna have that left over for three three more days. Yeah, I still have down in my freezer. From I guess it's probably still good, right? It would have been for um, Memorial Day last year when we had our our big party down the shore, and yeah. Chef Jason catered for us. You and have I, the mac and, and cheese. I have a half pan of yeah. his mac and cheese still in my freezer. You gotta wait till your son's back, though. Right. That's right. Sandra, that and that was part we yeah. thought we we're gonna probably freeze some of it. Yeah. And, and how it's, much can you eat? Uh, well. <laughs> That's the problem, right? Yeah. That we were at some point you start eating for taste. Yeah, and Chef Jason's mac and cheese is fantastic, uh, and yes. he's got his little uh, trade secrets, which are great. Um, but yeah, I, I just, you, I don't know. I was like, you know what? That could have been my last meal. Yeah, that, that's right? a last meal. That's I, I would short rib yep. mac and cheese. I think there were seven different cheeses. So mm. I did everything I would do for the fromage fort. Yeah. And like the soft cheeses, I just cut the waxy. Even though you can eat the rind, yeah, I cut it off yeah, for the off. for the mac yep. and cheese. Yep, and um, I mean, like I want it for breakfast. I'm going to have some when I go home. Yeah, I uh, I made a big pot of um, turkey soup 
this weekend, and we'll eat off of that turkey rice, and we'll Do eat off of that. you still have turkey from Thanksgiving? Did you uh, freeze any of the? I freeze all the carcasses. All I have, a, yeah, I, have a, I have a whole carcass freezer down <laughs> in the basement. I went through the freezer. I still have the bre- the breast. We ordered the extra turkey breast. Yep. Because I was concerned we were gonna we weren't gonna have enough food. Yeah. And we had way more than we needed, so we froze it. And it's but it's gonna feed. I think that could feed eight people. Oh, easily, right? Yeah. So I gotta have I gotta yeah. recreate Thanksgiving dinner. How long will you leave something like that in the freezer before it gets like some freezer carcasses? Burn? No, oh. the, a breast. Oh, just a breast. Uh, probably up to a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're probably good for you. If it's yeah. sealed good and you're not going to get freezer burn or crystallization on it's, the outside yeah, it's, of it, it's, it's, then you'll yeah, you're fine. You, I, I would I would freeze it up to a year. The carcasses, I don't even care if the carcasses get freezer burned. I mean, it's I usually just wrap matter. them up in a plastic bag and throw them in there. But it's it it's the <laughs> it's the bone fridge because when when I get ready to make stock, I just go down and yeah, you know, sort through the bones and then come bring one upstairs. It's it's a weird freezer when I've asked people to go in because Jody's got like their chicken feet. They're like, this is <laughs> like what what goes on? Sandra in this won't house? go in there. She won't go in there. She was like, that's disgusting. I love your soup. I love yeah. your stock, but it's disgusting. I love it. All right, uh, on the other side of fast traffic, instant weather. I got to tell you the story about customer service over the weekend. Uh, I had a battle. I, I'm not going to name the company just because, you know, lawyers. But let me tell you something. The worst customer service possible. And I I actually lost my temper on the phone and to the point where I knew they listen when you're on hold. So I started talking to the management who listens in. Because we used to do it when I worked in uh, real estate. You could hear people talking when they were on hold. And I let them have it. And got satisfaction. 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. Best and worst customer service stories coming up. Hello. 621 on New Jersey 101.5. I want to thank Parks Casino and Sportsbook for sponsoring Chime Time every morning on the show. So as I was saying, worst customer service ever. Jill Myra. I Oh no, what happened? I don't often get angry. No. And I'm not gonna name what? the company. Let's just call it a big company that mm-hmm. provides cell phones. And oh, Jody went into the store, mm-hmm. which is right near right in the on Route One, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let her change her cell phone. Her cell phone doesn't work anymore. It doesn't ring. Yeah. So they insisted she's not on the account, which is oh, the exact same thing I went through. Three years ago, when we got the other phone, same thing, put her on the account. I'm like, obviously, she's on the account. What are you, like, yeah. it's her name on it. What are you talking about? Right. Anyway, oh the guys, goodness. there were three dopes in the store. Oh. We, we would not help her. Like, didn't care. Like, we're just talking about, like, talking amongst themselves. All right, you'll have to sit over there. Like, just completely disconnected. So she calls from the store. She's like, they won't help me. Yeah. I, can't, I literally cannot trade this phone in uh, because you, I, and what happened was she went to get that. I went to yoga, so my phone was off. Gotcha. So they couldn't reach me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to deal with this. So I called the number from my cell phone that you can go direct to the service. Right, right. 12 minutes on the phone. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. 12 minutes, right? That is a long time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. They made me change my PIN twice because I said, I don't oh. have my account number. I'm driving. Gosh. So at the second time, oh. it accepted my PIN. The automated voice came back on. <laughs> and said, is there anything else we can help you with? I snapped. Oh, my God. A couple of F-bombs. I snapped. I literally, <laughs> I, I just, that was it. I blew a gasket because I'm mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? 
I did not call to change my pin. Things are supposed to work, and they I don't, don't get it. And you, so, you know, I had that with a certain is car that service. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's just Have say Have you ever certain, snapped on customer service? I, oh, my. And they were like... They were like mind. They were playing mind games with me. That's I, I guess what I think I too. Said, I said to the one, you know, rep, yeah. representative, "This is like a bad relationship, <laughs> and you're really <laughs> effing with my. You're you're really messing with my head here. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to need therapy after this. Yes, like that's how bad it was. Because they're they're they try to calm you. <laughs> now the good news is we solved it. It took a grand total of fifty minutes. From the 12 minutes, uh, yeah, 50 minutes yeah. on the phone. So a little less than an hour. Yeah. But toward the end, I was still aggravated. The new phone, mm-hmm. there was a special, is 99 cents. And she's like, she's like, and I, okay, she wants the whatever color. Whatever. She's like, okay, let me just check and see if that special is still available. Wait, you just offered so, me a special? Yeah, so when she came back on, she's like, okay, good news, it's 99 cents. I'm like, I'd like to break that up in installments over the year. Oh, my. You did not. I did. I wow. spent another three minutes trying to make her understand how to divide 99 cents by 12 and what that would mean every month. You divided 99 cents by 12. They wouldn't do it for me. <laughs> I'd like to finance a penny. <laughs> I'd like to finance a dollar. I was so aggravated. Okay, that, that's right. That's a dollar. I'm sorry. Right? I'm just, uh, it's all right. You're, you're still out of week. It's, it's, it's Monday morning. Question for you. Have wow. you had a bad customer service experience? Um I, I went, and you know they record it all. You know what the worst is? So though? that recording is on tape somewhere. Yeah, but it doesn't of me mean snapping. anything, right? Of, of you, sna- you're worried about yourself, but like, yeah, they should be worried on their end. And the best is when you have to call back and they ask you all the questions again, because, <laughs> like I said, this car service um, repair, uh, you know, right, towing company that yep. I shall not be named. Nope. Every time I called, it was a different question. They're like, what's your zip code? I'm like, what do you mean my zip right. code? Right, what's your mother's maiden name? Yeah, they're like, what's right. your password? What? Then what's when your they passcode? Said, what's your account number? I'm like, are you kidding me? That's it. Are you kidding me? Right. I've been calling, because my debacle went into like a second day. Really? Oh, yeah, it was bad. I was like. And did they owe you money? Um, no, they owe me service. You know, like I was just like, please oh just do just what you're please. supposed do, to right. do. Do your job. But then you get a different person. They're like. Can you give me your account number? <laughs> right, you're like, I, what are you talking about? I just gave right, you, you have it all there. I'm sure you are just. Yeah, it, it is stalling. madness. So yeah. my question to you is: Do you work in customer service? Mm. Have you ever been on the wrong end? Uh, and let me tell you something. You hear me on the air for years. It takes a lot to get me actually mad, and I was furious. It was a little bit of self therapy. By asking her to divide the 99 cents over installments. It just felt kind of good. I'm like, I would like to pay that in 12 months installments. <laughs> no, and like, it so confused this poor like woman. That was Steve Martin comedy right there. Well, the, I did thank her at the end. I said, you know, it's not your fault. You don't run this company. You're yes. not the one making billions of dollars and, you know, customer service be damned. But I want to understand how these three guys got the job at the store. Yes, because that's wow. no excuse. Like no excuse. Uh, like at least they weren't apologizing about it. Like, they didn't at least care. when you get one that has empathy, yeah. you're like, this is great. At least they become your best friend. Yes. I mean, yeah, I've had things where things work out with customer service and I'm actually tearing up because you want to like, hug them. Like, like we what's your home so address? Hard. I want to send you a care package. One eight hundred two eight three one oh one point five. Your best and your worst customer service experience. I lost it on the cell phone provider. Uh, and by losing it, I mean, I, I was cursing. I was so 
angry at how bad the service was. I could not believe it. And I think what put me over the edge was they um, they had me reset my pin twice in the first 12 minutes and then asked me if I needed anything else, as if I had spent the time calling just to change my pin number that I had already obviously forgotten. Good grief. I'm getting aggravated all over again. 1-800-283-101.5. Mark, I'll get to you first on the other side of the news next. Six thirty-eight on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you at ten o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls one 1015 So I had the one of the worst customer service experiences to the point where I got so aggravated with the woman on the phone. And and to her credit, she was calm. But they offered me a replacement phone for Jody's phone for um, ninety-nine cents, and I asked her to break that up in installments. And it, uh, Eric, as you can imagine, that did not go over so well. I was so aggravated. They, I, it's, I hear you. I, I mean, there is there is a cable company that we shall not name yep. on air um, that has had historically bad customer service and just service in general. Yeah. And when I finally cut the cord and got rid of them, yeah, getting rid of them. It's almost impossible. Right? So, I had the same experience. I left them too. So I finally, I, I was like, I'm not even going to deal with this on the phone. I got all of my equipment together in a box and I went to one of their in-person stores. Wow. If it was possible, which I didn't think it was, the customer service at the store worse. was even worse than yeah. trying to deal with somebody on the phone. Eric, who? how do these people get hired? I, this happened to me at the store, I was saying, in, on Route 1. Um, and three guys working there, just, just dopes, like not, didn't care, did not, didn't care. No. It didn't have a care in the world. Oh yeah. You're not on the account. Can't help you. What do you mean? Can't help. I bought literally I, Jody is very calm and she's like, I bought this phone here three years ago. Right. Like it's like, I, there's an account, you can pull it up. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Doesn't say you're on the account. Sorry. And that's the second time that's happened with this company. Now, the 99-cent phone, which I had to pay in one lump sum, uh, <laughs> did, uh, they, 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 um, they now got me for 24 months. Uh, so I that's am... That's how they I, get you. That's how they get yeah, you, right? And it gets worse. Yeah. I had to pay off the remaining balance on the broken phone. Oh, that's terrible. So yesterday's yeah. experience not only cost me $500 in 99 cents... Yikes. But an hour of aggravation that clearly you can tell I'm still aggravated. Well, and that's it. It's the aggravation. It yep. is truly the aggravation. And I, I, at one point while I was waiting at this in-person store for this cable company that will remain nameless, um, I was on the phone and I was, I was venting a little bit to, to Sandra. And she's like, just remember, you're in public. You're at a store where there are a lot of cameras. <laughs> right. Just be chill. Yeah, because it's you mean it's uh, it's good advice. Uh, you know, like you, it may take a while to get there, but once you're there, but if I'm there, oh, you don't want that to happen. Yeah, it's hard you to unwind that. that. You, you you can't unring that bell, and it's in. in it, uh, I when, yeah. when I when I asked to to break up the ninety nine cents in installments, both Jody and Elizabeth looked at me and walked back out of the room. <laughs> They're like, okay, this is. I don't know how this is going to end. <laughs> We'll see. I, I and I said to her, the, one of the, before I asked her to break that up into uh, installments, 
She said, you've got to pay off the other phone first, so it's 500 bucks. I said, do me a favor. Can you add the 500 bucks to my regular bill so that in a month I can be this aggravated all over again, all over again. when I have an $800 phone bill? I, I mean, I just, it's madness. I, I, th- I get why people say break up these big companies. I get it. I get it. You'd rather deal with some local service, but we're in this world. What are you going to do? Well, could you, but could you imagine if that was a service that was being provided by a local Main Street business? Yeah. yeah. Mom and pop shop, local they'd Main be out Street of business. business that, right. Exactly. And they would move heaven and earth. I mean, yes. If they treated you like that, they'd be gone. Yes. So they wouldn't. That's why you shop local shop and you patronize local. local businesses where you can because yeah. that's, you know, I, your business is important. To yeah. That local business, but you you could have said, "All right, I'm done." Smash the phone on the ground. They and said, That's care. it. I'm done. They wouldn't have cared. No, no, because there's three billions. guys standing behind you that are coming in to open new accounts to spend a thousand bucks on some yep. phone so they can surf the net. Yeah, I got it. I, it's 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 nuts. That's why when I finally do retire, it's going to be flip phone, burner phones only. Let's go to Mark in Robbinsville. Mark, uh, you had a problem with your gym. Oh my God! <laughs> Tell me about so it. It's a similar frustrating story. I won't. Yeah. I won't say the name of the gym, but they may or may not have been formally known as Workout World. <laughs> uh, but basically, but basically, they had the most predatory financial practices known to man. And I really hate it because they're a Jersey-grown company, and I don't want to dump on them. Yeah. But let me tell you something. When you're in it, when I first started with them. Like, it was, like, 15 years ago, and your cancellation policy to cancel had to be had to be a letter sent to their office as an official notice of cancellation. That was the most frustrating thing, because the first time I canceled, never got my letter. Then I sent a certified letter. Oh, they, they got it. They processed the cancellation that first time, no problem. You know, but I was young and dumb, so they ended up paying me, charging me for an extra month, but they got my certified letter. Now, like, you know, years later, my wife and I signed up. They had a deal. We, had, we were going for a few months, but we ended up moving, right? And there was no one of their gyms that was close around that would make any sense, right? So now they had an outsourced online financial company with people that barely speak English. And if you didn't process your cancellation, first you had to process it online. It had to be done by the third. And if they didn't get it by the third, you'd be charged on the fifteenth for the month going forward. So I was like, "This is ridiculous! This is ridiculous! I can't, I can't even like I'm not going to be using the gym." So I went to a gym and told them, they're like, "Sorry, we can't do anything in here." I was like, "What do you mean you can't do anything in here? You can easily sign me up in here, take my credit card information, everything you want to start an account, but you can't cancel one in the gym." So then again, but for the next month. I, I, again, they said, I told them, all right, so just do it for the next month. So then I called because I got charged again. I said, you guys said you were going to process. Oh, you have to manually submit the cancel again. So they ended up cha- charging me for like two months before I finally canceled on the third month of not using their gym. And then I was so, like, so angry over the principle of it yeah. that I thought I did a whole, like, granted, the money wasn't whatever, but it was for both my wife and I. They did the same shenanigans. I can't believe I used that word. Uh, and I, I did a chargeback process with my credit card company. And I can tell you, I love Amex. They're on your side. I don't care worth every penny. Amex did the investigation. They said, yeah, this was screwed up by them. They oh, good for business. you. 
they did their Better Business Bureau check, and, like, they're abysmal on there. Like, I don't know why anybody goes to that gym. And I hate to crap on a New Jersey-grown company, but their financial practices are so predatory. Uh, like, if you know anybody that goes to that gym, I, I bet you they have a horror story. Anyway, you know, that's, that's all I have to say. Bill, please run for governor. Every time I talk to you on the phone, I'm just going to tell you to run for governor. Please. Mark, as I said, that thought has crossed my mind. Certainly stay tuned. Thank you, Mark. And thanks for sharing that story because I will tell you, it's not just that gym. Uh, I had an experience with a national chain similar trying to cancel my membership. And it took it took almost three months to the point where I had to, I had to go in and meet with the manager in order to cancel my membership. It was the most aggravating thing. I, 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 I felt your anger as you were saying it. You are spot on with that. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. Tony, I'll get to you first on the other side of traffic. What the next 646? 653 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you at 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey. Taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. So I'd love to talk to you if you're in customer service. And if you've been on the receiving end of a bad call. I I had that problem with, uh, with the gym. It was a national chain. They have since, uh, I believe they've closed the uh, the store in Princeton. Um, but it was so aggravating. I literally could not cancel. They made it so difficult to cancel. And you heard Mark's story on the, uh, you know, before the, the break um, that he had to go in person to a, this was a New Jersey-based gym. I wonder if all gyms pull scams like that. I mean, it really just, I, I, I don't know. I don't belong to a gym any longer. Um my son's never had an issue with uh, with Lifetime, which is uh, there. There's one in, I guess there are a few all over, but that Lifetime seems to have fantastic customer service. Uh, just what I've heard. I'm not not a gym goer. I you know I put the workout room in the house and I do hot yoga four times a week, sometimes five. So that's that's enough for me, given the chaos of my schedule. But but you know customer service, and Eric said it right. I think earlier that if you had the same service available from a local store, you would have great service. It's these massive mammoth companies that take in billions and billions of dollars who don't care. I mean, the the quality of people that they're hiring at some of their storefronts, I mean, to the credit, and this is a major cell phone company that I had an experience with over the weekend. Uh, my wife, Jody, goes to the store with my daughter, this was on, uh, I guess this would have been Saturday. And they refused to help her. They're like, well, well, your phone's broken, but you're not on the account. You'd have to start a whole new account and lose your number. She's like, that's completely insane. But she couldn't reach me because I was in the yoga room and I don't take my phone in. That's my hour of um, not having a phone because it's too hot in the room for the phone. Um, and so when I came out, she was on her way back. And she's like, yeah, we're coming home because we can't get service literally they won't help us so i get aggravated i hang up and i dial directly from my cell phone while i'm still on the road guys 12 minutes on the phone with the customer service three different people i had to change my pin twice after the second pin change i didn't even understand why that was they're like is there anything else we can help you with and i i snapped i, I like i i i really got to that boiling point, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. 
This is unacceptable customer service at any level. Then they, when, the, when the third person finally came back on, they said, not only will they have to transfer me to solve the phone issue, but the pin I entered at four digits actually needs to be six. So two pin changes, and now I have to have a third. And the, they said to me on the phone, the last call, now this is an, almost an hour, 50 minutes, getting Jody squared away with a new phone, which we've done. It's, it's being overnighted. It'll be here today or tomorrow. At the end of it, she said, I can't change your phone now because we act. I can't change your pin now because you accessed it through the temporary pin. You have to call back. So now in order to get a new pin and avoid going through that again, I've got to go sit through another 12, 15 minute call to change my pin. I mean, it's just completely unnecessary. And I, I'm sick of it. I, I think customer service has gone into the toilet. It is so bad today. I'd love to hear from you if you have a good customer service um, story because it is, I don't know. I can tell you one. I did have one when I tweeted at a big bank. I'll tell you, it was PNC Bank. I got aggravated with them. I tweeted at them. Do you know they not only tweeted back at me, but then they DM'd me and we solved the problem within about 20 minutes. So PNC Bank, you guys win for customer service as far as big companies are concerned. The other guys... The other guys, forget it. Cable, gyms, cell phones, madness. All right, John, I, I you want to talk about that uh, that bill that Murphy signed? Um, yeah, let's uh, let's have that conversation on the other side of the news, which is next six fifty seven. Seven ten on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you at ten o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls one 283 one hundred one point five. Eric, someone uh, it was I think it was Jim or John was on on hold. He had to jump, but uh, talking about a law that Murphy passed about gyms not being able to force you to cancel your membership in person. I never heard of that. Yeah, there was I a, went through this. Yep, there was a whole bunch of reforms that would make it much easier to cancel a lot of your subscription services and gyms was among them I mean, gyms are historically hard yeah. to cancel um where you know you would streamline that process that you would be able to cancel gyms and other memberships without having to go through you know all the hoops that they right. require you know they want you to come in so they can try to upsell you and and you know make it harder for you to cancel I, I went through this. It was when my son, uh, with his membership, now he belongs to Lifetime now, which actually has been great. Yeah. That's a great, co that company gets customer service. Um, you know, they allow you to pause. They, like, they want to work with you. They're yeah. Like, yep. But it's a little more expensive. I mean, but you're getting it. I mean, you know, my son will work out. He'll do a three, four-hour workout. So it's a, a different experience than most people going to the gym for, <laughs> you know, 20 minutes 20 and minutes a little and walk yeah, of the exactly. treadmill and that's it. <laughs> so I, uh, I canceled mine years ago, but... Um, and it was a national chain. It took um, took almost three months. I had to write a letter. Wow. Then I had to go in. I mean, it was it was so there there have been some aggravating customer service experiences. You had a good one. You said with uh, American Airlines. Yeah, with American Airlines. So I had um, booked a flight for our vacation in April to Cancun, and I was talking to my travel agent over the weekend, and she was like, "Hey, by the way, I'm just looking at your airfare here because I book it myself with points." She was like, "You only have a one way flight." to Cancun. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? I know I booked Don't a round expose trip my flight. plan. I'm <laughs> staying. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not coming back. Um, and 
she said, you might need to call the airline. So I called American Airlines. Now, this is a Sunday afternoon. And this very pleasant woman answered the phone. And she was like, hold on. Let's just take a look at it. Give me your confirmation number. She goes, I see what you did here. She goes, that was actually very smart. She goes, yes, you don't have a round-trip ticket. You have two one-way tickets. They are confirmed, but you saved a lot of money by doing it that way. And, you know, I can link these two together. So now. you had two different confirmation numbers. Correct. <laughs> right. That was why. So and it's but I, I had never done that before. And I'm not sure I even really did it on purpose. Um, but that's how it happened. And at the end of the call, she goes, I, I don't have anything that I can do to really comp you. She goes, we have a departure lounge in Cancun, but it's not included with American Airlines. I'll just send you a certificate so that you can enjoy the lounge on your departure. Now, it was not her fault. It was nothing that she did. It wasn't anything that the airline did. I did it. But they just overstepped to, in a positive right. way to do something beyond. Right. That's and I, great. And I, I'm, let me tell you something. I mean, it's you know that there is another airline that shall be unnamed that is historically bad in its customer oh, service. And, and you know what? They always have been. Always. Ever yep. since they merged with the other airline yep. that had... Not so great customer service. They uh, they it's like they double down on the crappy customer service. You're 100 percent right. Well, I mean, and when when you get good service, I think it's important to call it out, man. And I have to tell you, American Airlines. I don't know what I, I, one person's experience one time, but I have to tell you, it was yeah. it was a pleasant conversation. I didn't expect anything, and within five minutes of hanging up with that phone call, I went to the American Airlines app, and yep, sure enough, there was your the whole thing is all linked. That's awesome. All right, so there can be good customer service. Uh, right now, we can add PNC Bank and American Airlines to that list of positive experiences. Uh, I'll go so far as to add lifetime uh, fitness to it as well. What's your worst experience in customer service? I got completely aggravated uh, with uh, with a certain cell phone provider over the weekend, ended up getting the service I needed. But wow, it took it took some anger level beyond what you'd normally expect on the phone. But we got there. How about you? Are you in customer service? Have you ever been on the receiving end of the angry customer? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five is the number. Seven fifteen. Fast traffic instant weather next. 722 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. Hey, uh, it is Small Business Monday. Um, I just want to shout out a couple things that are going on. There's a, um, a great charity, Christine's Hope for Kids. And there is a Top Chef competition going on at Bahama Breeze in Princeton. Tomorrow night, Tuesday, February 20th, 6 to 9 my friend Jim Lennon uh, from West Windsor, he's a retired law enforcement officer. He is one of the um, he is one of the the um, uh, uh, judges for this chef's contest. So it's Top Chef. It's a fundraiser for this uh, Christine's Hope for Kids, and that is taking place tomorrow at six o'clock at Bahama Breeze in Princeton. You can go to christineshope.org to either get tickets or um, find out more about the charity. You can also call uh, the the restaurant, 609-799-3808. So I want to thank Bahama Breeze and their staff for hosting a great charity. Uh, I also have another charity event coming up. Uh, you know, I love when they're they're geared toward food. Um, but the Mercy Center, the Sisters of Mercy, which is run by 
my good friend Kim Guadano, former lieutenant governor, first lieutenant governor in New Jersey. This is coming up on Thursday, February 29th at the Berkeley Oceanfront Hotel in Asbury Park. Um, this is for the this is the inaugural chef's feast. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be absolutely awesome. And if you're interested in that, um, I will. Uh, I'm going to post the QR code, but I will give you a phone number if you want to join us. I will be there. We've got uh, friends that are joining us. It's going to be an outstanding event. It's a great charity that is more important now than ever. Feeding folks that. Uh, just do not have the resources to keep a full fridge or to uh, feed their kids. I mean, it's it's a very serious time in America when you've got inflation so out of control that you're, you've got more and more people being added to the roles of, I don't like to use the word food insecure. I think it's a bit of a PC term. Um, but the, the reality is that there are people that skip meals. And the uh, Sisters of Mercy charity run by Kim Guadano tries to do their best to fill that gap. You can call Christy at 908-378-8502. And as I said, I'll have this posted on our website uh, shortly. So we were talking about customer service, but I'm thinking now that it's Small Business Monday, if you've got a small business or an event coming up, a charity event that's coming up this week or next week, if you'd like to plug that and let people know what's happening, if you are... um, out and about today and you're headed toward your job at a small business that had to be open even on the holiday, what is it? Let's give them a plug. And if there's any charity event coming up in the next week and a half that you want to uh, let our listeners know about, 1-800-283-101.5-726 is the time. The news is next with Eric Scott. Seven thirty-eight on New Jersey, one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you at ten o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. One eight hundred two eight three one hundred one point five. So, Eric, I um, you know you talked about earlier that the governor has not let anyone know how many illegal migrants are here. We've right. we've no idea. I mean, nope. it could be a million people for all we know. Um, but I'm noticing that you know between. The cost of living, inflation, et cetera, that the homeless problem uh, not only getting worse in New Jersey, and I've, I've read that it had come down for a while mm-hmm. and it dipped below a certain number, but there's still people that are living without a roof. I want to know how many of these people are even being counted. I, I could not believe it. I have not been inside Newark Airport for a while. <clears throat> and you know, usually it's drop and go, or I'm picking up, and it's you know, I I I, I um, just do the circle around, or I double park. But over the weekend, Jody and I left the house early to take Elizabeth. She had an early morning flight, and we're like, you know what? Let's let's go and sit and, and relax for a half hour and have coffee. Uh, terminal C, one of the worst terminals yeah, I think at the airport. Yep. There's nothing there. I mean, there's a Starbucks, but they make it so inconvenient. There are no seats, so we were. We sat at some of the the waiting area at baggage claim. Eric, homeless people sleeping at baggage claim. And I walked into the restroom. There's a guy using the sink for a shower. Yep. It was like being at Newark Airport, for God's sake. It was like being in Penn Station 15 years ago. Yes. Um, yeah, I've Smell, noticed that too. Disgusting. Yeah, it, it, it is sad. These uh, people need help. Yeah. No, without a doubt. And, you know, it's when they do the homeless count, um, it's really a guesstimate at that point. Yeah. I think, you know, the latest homeless count was up. 
and in a lot of areas where you wouldn't expect. I mean, in urban centers, certainly, but you're finding it even in suburban areas as well. Maybe not as obvious, um, but, you know, when you start to see that overflow, and Mm -hmm. you'll see it in a city like Newark um, or the Oranges, um, you know, when, or even in Asbury, you know, along the boardwalk and and things like that. Um, What resources are available out there to help uh, are limited. Um, And in many cases, you know, they help who they can. Uh, in New York City, for a while anyway, you know, they had the the plan where if you were seen as an, a homeless individual, um, you were you were given an opportunity to go to a shelter. You were given an opportunity right, for right. a meal. You were given. Um, I don't really see ev- evidence of that at Newark Airport. Um, and it's one of the reasons why you know we are preferring now to fly out of Philadelphia as opposed to as opposed to Newark because of the condition. Is it not as bad? I have not noticed it at the baggage carousels. Now I you'll mean, see. It, not only that, the escalators not yeah. working. The 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 down escalator not working from the parking garage to the terminal, and it was all taken apart. There were steps everywhere, and yeah. I'm like you. I just, I, no one, no one working. Maybe they don't have the staff, but, but airport staff, you know, people walking by, there's a dude sleeping, clearly not waiting for a flight. Yeah. Just that's where he lives. It is. I mean, and it has, that has been, you know, a problem. And with the limited resources that you have, if you want to, you know, look at what resources are now available for migrants. So what we, have been getting, you know, it's anecdotal evidence, but there are dozens of faith-based organizations in New Jersey that provide services, aid, shelter, legal services to migrants that are arriving in New Jersey. And they can't give you a number or quantify it either, but have said clearly there has been a sharp rise in the demand for services. But I wonder how, I mean, I I don't know. You can't necessarily tell, right? You don't know who's legal, who's not legal, because uh, it's not just, oh, if you're Mexican, you're like, it's, it's people try to judge too quickly. I think when you don't realize that there are people coming from all over, not just Mexico, Guatemala. I mean, you're talking about Arab nations, yes. African nations. I mean, you've got people, uh, China, like coming through that southern border, being put on buses and sent everywhere. So now it's you don't you don't know, but I wonder how many Americans who are homeless are not getting the resources that they want because resources have been overwhelmed and committed to these busloads of migrants coming in. Well, they'll tell you officially that, um, you know, they're two entirely separate issues. Um, But ultimately, when you're relying on charity care, um, there is a finite amount of resources that are available for everyone. That's right. So if you are parceling resources out for a migrant arrival, that is one less resource that is available for um, a homeless individual. Um, it's not apples to apples, but there are certainly similarities there that you know would say if you are siphoning off resources for this purpose, you're not necessarily going to have them for this purpose. Right. Um, and you know, so is it a one to one? Probably not. But is it ha- having an impact? It most certainly has to have an impact because we don't know where those resources would go if you didn't have an influx of migrants. 
Right. And, and you know, we I was talking about earlier, right, we've got, uh, you know, Kim Guadano runs uh, the Mercy Center and they're providing a lot of resources in in the Asbury Park area. We're, we're doing a we're attending the dinner next week at the, the Berkeley Oceanfront. Um, but it's they need to raise a lot of money at this event in order to keep their mission. And this is just I mean, you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars that have to be raised in one night, if not hundreds of thousands in order to just continue through the year in one small part of the state. Right. And that that has become a challenge because, you know, you've seen as we've come through the pandemic, as we've seen the inflationary pressures, as we've seen um, interest rates go up, mortgage rates go up, as we've seen rents go up, it is harder and harder for many families to be able to provide those basic necessities. Um, so again, it goes to the issue of how many resources are available. You've seen a rise in food insecurity. Even if right. you may have shelter, you might not have enough to be able to feed your family. And we've seen the demographics of those who are in need of aid change radically through the pandemic and into you know the recovery years. Families that you would never think of as being food insecure um, now are and are seeking assistance at, you know, organizations like Kim Runs um, and others. I, you know, and you're seeing food insecurity on college campuses now. That's a big push now because you have, you right. know, the family may have enough to be able to provide tuition or there may be tuition assistance available. Right. But the kids got to eat. Kids got to eat. And I think that we, you know, and that speaks to another thing where, you, you know, you save money on the meal plan. But then, I mean, I had this experience with my son, Michael, a uh, minute he got to San Diego, all of the, uh, the local, uh, because of COVID, half the places were closed. So he was ending up having the, like limited hours to buy food. Yep. And even with the campus meal plan, which we later dropped because he ended up spending all his money going to, uh, you know, Sam's Club or, or yep. uh, you know, other. Pla- and I'm like, this is absolute madness. So you got a good point. My, my uh, question to you is, what do we do about this? I mean, my thought is obviously we've got to turn off the sanctuary state. We've got to turn these buses around. We've got to stop allowing this to happen in New Jersey. But have you had the same experience at Newark Airport? How do we not empower the Port Authority cops to remove homeless people? You should not be living at the baggage carousel in Newark Airport. I shouldn't have to say this. It's dangerous, it's unsanitary, and it's not good for the person who doesn't have a place to go. What are your thoughts on how we fix that? Do you work at the airport, uh, or have you had the same experience I have? I was flabbergasted at how gross Newark Airport, and then I'll tell you about the story about the the ridiculousness of how TSA operates the security line. My God, traveling has just become hell. 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. 747 is the time. Traffic weather next. 752 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. Are you annoyed by the number of homeless people at the airport? Did you have any idea that was a thing? And the 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 supposed workaround for our crisis of illegals, which is coming, by the way, at the expense of Americans. I mean, you know, you look at the people sleeping on the 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 uh, the chairs, which are so uncomfortable. People just leaning over, clearly not of right mind, uh, definite substance issues, and you know, using the the airport bathrooms as a washroom. 
as a shower. It's it, it, guys, we're 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 making a mistake. You know, the people that want to talk about illegal immigration as a humanitarian crisis, they're not wrong. But you're not making it better by stuffing all these people into New Jersey. You're making it worse. And and the idea of giving a driver's license to an illegal is so absurd. And, you know, you had the last Republican nominee, Jack Cittarelli, all in favor of it. You got Governor Murphy all in favor of it. How many of these Republicans like Bramnick and Cittarelli line up more with Murphy than with the rest of us? And the problem, of course, is that they don't care to solve the problem. They want to get a talking point in. Well, it makes sense. You know, the illegals out there working hard and and he's not here. He didn't break the law to come here. He just overstayed his visa. It's our fault. We have a bad immigration system. Well, some of that may be true. But but you tell me how hard it is for you to go get a license. I got turned away on changing my address because I didn't have I had I had I had six different points of ID, but it didn't technically add up to the points they needed to change my address. It was their mistake. Good grief. Let's go to Elizabeth in Cranford who's having trouble getting her driver's license. Because your marriage license doesn't match. How you doing, Elizabeth? Good. How are you? Um, love your show. Thank you. you every day. Thank you. Appreciate that. So let me understand. Your confirmation name is on your marriage license? Yes. Okay. Um, and my uh, Elizabeth Jean is on my um, birth certificate. Okay. Now, I've used this every time I, you know, with that seven points or six points that you need yeah. after 9-11. Mm-hmm. And I go to motor vehicles because I got the provisional during... Um, the COVID and nobody was open. And I think I, that they mailed it to me, but I'm not really sure. Um, so I go and I said, well, I'd rather have icons because my daughter lives in Chicago and I do fly. Yeah. You know, so with that, the girl comes back to me and she said, we cannot renew your license. And they give me an affidavit to fill out that I have to spend $25 to have that name removed off my marriage license. Oh, for God's sakes. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. I'm 83 years old. I watch my great-grandchildren. I need to drive back and forth from Cranford to Greenbrook. Um, You know, so, I mean, if, I mean, right now I have the license, I have provisional, but I I don't know what to do. do Well, let me ask you this, Elizabeth. For flying purposes, I mean, you can't use it. If it's not a real ID, you can't fly with it anyway. So do you fly with your passport? I can fly with my passport, which I'm, you know, you have to wait so long now to get your passport, which I started that process again because that went on during COVID. Yeah. And then for a while they were shut down. You know, it's funny, Elizabeth. I I renewed my passport during the lockdowns, too. And I was so aggravated. The picture that I submitted, I took it myself and it was at a time where you could do it. It's so ridiculous. I, I, you know, my hair was longer. I, I, didn't, I like it. I look like a homeless criminal. Like it's like that. I just got picked up for, uh, for something, and I use the picture. Every once in a while, TSA looks at me. They're like, "Hmm, is this you?" But, yep. but you can also get a card from your passport, so it works like a driver's license. But you can't drive. When does your provisional expire? Oh, I have. Uh, I guess. Is it three years your license? I guess I have another year and a half. All right. So what what I would do is call your state senator. Do you know who it is? No. I'm going to find it for you, and we're going to connect you. Okay. All right. 
I'm going to help you, Elizabeth. And then call me back after we solve this and let me know. I like to give these politicians every once in a while a plug if they do the right thing. So hang on one second, Elizabeth. We're going to get you connected today. You got it. All right. Uh, have you had trouble renewing your license? Uh, this whole idea of real ID, I think New Jersey has got it completely wrong, if you ask me. But you walk in, come across the southern border, get on a bus uh, paid for by Catholic Charities, and don't worry. Even some Republicans in New Jersey will say, yeah, you go ahead and you get that license. How long before they're all the votes in the next election? 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. 757 is the time. Eric Scott with the news next. Day 10 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you at 10 o'clock this morning. Talk to Jersey. Taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. So uh, if you are having trouble with uh, any licensing with the state, I mean, other than, you know, flying to Mexico and coming up through the southern border to get on a bus and come to Jersey and then they'll give you whatever you want. Uh, in the real world of Americans having to deal with incompetent government, what I'll do is get you in touch with your state senators. And, you know, they they um, they look for plugs on the air. They like to do the right thing and get some publicity out of it. So in that sense, hopefully... They will turn their political ambition into actually providing customer service. Very few legislators are good at this. Um, you know, typically at the federal level, I mean, Chris Smith, Jeff Andrew, they're, they're great at constituent service. Uh, Tom Kane, very good at it, too. He will return your call, and he will do his best to help. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and I'll say this. I mean, as much as I'm not a a huge fan of the liberal Democrats, who I think are complicit in running this country into the ground. Josh Gottheimer and Mikey Sherrill will do a decent job of uh, constituent service as well, answer the phone. As far as the state level, it's a lot harder, but we will get you in touch if you're having trouble with your ID. Let's go to Connor in Amwell, uh, equally frustrated about the lack of real ID in New Jersey and the system. What's going on, Connor? Hey, morning, Bill. So, you're you're right. You you what you said to producer Kristen that this thing passed what twenty years ago. Yeah, this was uh, the number one recommendation from the nine eleven commission. Yep, that have a national program overhaul of licensing, and the fact that we still don't have one is a real shame because that's how the hijackers, the criminals, were able to really take over and. and and pretend that they they were just regular Americans. Well, this is the problem with the licensing for illegals, Connor, that like you, you give, I mean, you've got guys right now, I think the number's well up over 400,000 who are allowed to fly in America without a name on the ticket, like literally without that. They're not Americans. They're here illegally. And you could be sitting next to somebody that's just has a pass to get on the plane and sit in that empty seat. Uh, but they didn't have to go through any process. Right. It's, it's real sad, though, because they came up, you know, the federal government's so incompetent. They came up with extensions because of the recession, then extensions now because of COVID. Right. And you're, it shouldn't be this hard. Well, and New Jersey's behind the time. Other states have figured out systems for it. The challenge in New Jersey is that uh, we have a woefully incompetent motor vehicle agency. I mean, it's it's it run by political hacks. With no show jobs, these are you, you. You can tell by the service you get, and and the idea from the top, and then, then the people who get you know yes, on and they're on the front lines, and they're you know 
They're just trying to get, they're just working day to day. They're just, right. They're just working for a living. It's, you know, at one point, I mean, you could be, they're working around a bad system. I remember being online a few years ago and they were writing the numbers they were calling. They would give you a number written, scratched out on a, a torn cardboard box. And I'm like, what? What? Like, I, you, you get better service, more professional service in a, in a deli. I mean, I, you know, like, what are we doing? Then, then, by the way, Connor, you moved to Florida. Friends of ours moved to Florida, called me from the parking lot, said, I'm going in to change my, to get my Florida license. I'll be back in 15 minutes. Guy called me 12 minutes later, had his Florida license. So we're doing it wrong. Yeah, anyway. Hey, man, got to jump. Good to talk to you, Connor. Have a great rest of your day. All right. On the other side, um, I um, I want to ask you that, have you experienced this in terms of the homelessness at the airport? Have, have, have you ever thought that maybe when they lose your bags, I wonder what challenge is with homeless people living in baggage claim. <laughs> at what point are we worried about safety or worried about criminal activity? You know, there's no check. There's no metal detector. There's nothing walking from the parking garage into the airport. I can tell you now at Newark, I'm going to try to fly more out of Philadelphia. I don't know if they have the same problem. I mean, the whole city of Philly is, is run down and, and overwhelmed by crime and homelessness. But uh, what I really want to see us do is increase the traffic at Trenton and Atlantic City and do it right and do it with New Jersey leadership and actually make these airports the hubs that they should be. Um, where's your go-to airport to fly out of? And are you concerned about homeless people living in baggage claim? 1-800-283-101.5-815. Fast traffic instant weather next. It's 823 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. Uh, so I got to tell you, um, Jill Meyer, producer Kristen, I um, I have a recipe that I wanted to share, but I can't. Why? I don't know how, I, here's how. I, I don't know how Jody made it. Oh, we'll never be able to make right. it again. Oh. Do we have the pictures up? Is, it's is up. It, yes. How delicious did that look? It looks amazing. It, oh, so, yeah? so we have all this cheese. Oh, he doesn't so bring I got, I got a house full of cheese. <laughs> I mean, literally with two free, like, so, so we had friends over Friday night. Everyone left with three little uh, wheels of cheese. Each person. from the wedding? Yeah. Oh it's left goodness. over from the cheese extravaganza we had. It was like cheese-a-palooza on the Thursday before the wedding. Oh, my goodness. I mean, goodness. it was... So I still have two big wheels. So we cleaned out the cheese drawer. Mm-hmm. So it was like seven or eight different cheeses melted into this cheese sauce that Jody made. <laughs> And then the mac and cheese. Like, so I had the idea. This is my contribution. We're okay. walking through Wegmans and I'm like, we should have beef short ribs to go with this. Oh, that was your idea. How about that? Uh, now, that I did not make them. So I can't share the recipe because I don't know how she did it. But it was like red wine vinegar, brown sugar, cooked for seven hours. Oh. The house smelled like short ribs. So I, oh. I shredded the short ribs. So she made a gravy. So we had the short mm. ribs shredded in a gravy with the mac and cheese. That was our oh. only food consumption for the day. And then when you put like a sharp cheese on, was, on the, it was the sweetness blue. of the ribs it, with the, yes. the tangy of the yes. sharp yeah. cheese. It's yeah, my baby. favorite leftover we've ever made. And I feel bad because we put the pictures up and I'm like, sorry, I can't tell you how to make it. You also don't share. Don't share what? The yeah. food. Yeah, you come oh, in here, no, you I tell know. us stories. 
right? <laughs> Show us pictures. Tell, I should really share you, this mac and cheese. Tell us how he gave his friends the cheese. Right, you right. <laughs> well, it was, here's friends. what happened. Yeah, right. It was a Where moment of, of opportunity that I saw. Oh. So they're getting ready to leave, and I'm like, mm-hmm. hold on a minute. Gift. Yeah, I'm like, Elizabeth, go to, I had stuffed it all in my mother-in-law's fridge. Oh, boy. So I'm like, go to Grammy's fridge, clean out the cheese. <laughs> I'm like, no one's leaving. You're taking cheese with you. Leave the cheese. Take yeah, the, take the cheese, leave the cannolis. The cannoli. Leave the cannolis, <laughs> take the, the cheese. Right, right. <laughs> leave the gun, take the cheese. Leave the gun, take the cheese. Uh, it, it's delicious cheese, and I, I don't know, like, it'll last, I think the wheels will last a few months. Oh, absolutely. Months and months, I thought. Probably. Well, it depends on what, yeah. like. But what what happens? You break the seal. Charlie the Butcher will mm. say, just scrape the mold off. It's fine. Oh. Yeah. But, well, uh, yeah. See, I've, right? I, see, no, I mean, the blue cheese is already mold. Kristen went, oh, but I think it's already, But the yeah. key to the mac and cheese is the blue cheese. Interesting. Oh, yes. Yeah. You ever had it with blue cheese? No, I've never had mac and cheese with blue cheese. All right. Interesting. I think I got to bring some in. I think I will bring some in. So uh, best mac and cheese, where do you get it? Where's the place? We know Chef Jason's has the best. I I will be honest, though, all due respect to all my chef friends out there, I've never had a better mac and cheese than what Jody made yesterday with the nine different cheeses from the cheese drawer like that. We can never duplicate it because I don't know what, I, I don't know how to, I don't even know what cheese went in it. 1-800-283-101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. What would be your last meal? Because I had mine yesterday. Just glad I made it to work today. 1-800-283-101.5-826. Eric Scott with the news next. It's 8.39 on New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you at 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey. Taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. I want to thank Parks Casino and Sportsbook for sponsoring New Jersey Chime Time every morning, every hour on the show. So, Eric, I was um, telling the ladies about uh, the mac and cheese. Oh. And I we have pictures online at nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia, but I can't share the recipe. Well, apparently you also can't share the mac and cheese because I don't see any in here. Oh, that's exactly what Kristen said. <laughs> I, sh- <laughs> I, should, I, I should have brought in some taste. I, you know what? If, uh, if I don't finish it today... Which it's touch and go. It, it's possible it will be gone. Um, I was thinking about the chef, the uh, the uh, chef Louis or Chef Jason at what is it? Wait, Louis, Chef Jason or Chef Jason at Louis? Louis by Chef Jason. Louis by Chef Jason yeah. in Robbinsville. In Robbinsville, yeah. That mac and cheese was probably the best I've had out. I would agree with right. That. I mean, top five easy. I mean, I've had different variations of mac and cheese. There's a lot of restaurants that make a really good mac and cheese. You know, if you want to go to a place like Amalfi's, they make an Italian mac and cheese, which is crazy. And yeah. you know, it, and, but it, but Wait, they do terms, an Italian mac and cheese. Yeah, it's really, what does that mean? I, it, I can't even describe it to you. It, it, Are there meatballs involved? Um, there aren't meatballs involved, but they have mm-hmm. at a lot of their. Um, like if they do stuff for Easter or Father's Day or stuff like that, they have a mac and cheese bar. Oh, come on. I love that. Yeah. A mac and cheese bar. Yeah. Yeah. They did a really good lobster mac not long ago. I will say mine's better, but they did a really good one for a restaurant version of of lobster. There was a place called the North End Bistro. You'll love this. So North End Bistro, we we they had three types of mac and cheese. It was the best until now (laughs) they had a truffle mac and cheese. Oh. They had a lobster mac, and then they had the regular mac. Yep. It was so good 
But the guy changed the restaurant into like an Italian. He went from the mac and cheese, this artisanal, I mean, over the top. Like we would like, oh, we got to go to North End Bistro. Like it was it was one of those things where we made it a point. Wow. And it was expensive, but yeah. not cre- over the top. It was like, right. anyway, the mac and cheese was so good. So we go to dinner, they change it. And the owner comes over and he's like, how was everything? And I'm like, now I can't, sometimes I can't help myself. Yeah. I'm like, let me just say, food was great. I missed the mac and cheese. He got mad at me. We no changed kidding. it over. Got mad. I never went back. I never went back because he was so pissed off that I called that. What, and I'm like, look, everybody's thinking it. I'm like, I'm not questioning you're changing the menu. I guess you got a new chef. You got to bring back the mac and cheese. Like this was, a, I was coming here three wow. times a month wow, for the wow, mac wow. and cheese. You, you got to bring it back. And he got mad. And that was it. I never went back. See, I, I, are you like that, that you won't go back to a place? If I have a bad experience? Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. Like, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, well, but you don't get a second chance on that. There's so many restaurants to right, choose from right, right. that why would you? Because, you, you know, it, and that's, there were places that I used to go to and then they would either change the menu or they changed the chef. Yeah. And I went back and I wouldn't say that I had a bad meal, but I didn't have a great meal. Yeah. I, it was years before somebody yeah. could get me to go right. back there. Would you say something? Yes, and I have. And it's yeah. a different, you know, it's, it's funny because different restaurant managers and different chefs react differently. Right. Um, and I will say, you know, like, and I, I hate to keep using Amalfi's as an example, but it's a place that we go to all the time. Yeah. And their chef, Joel, there... I don't think you've had a chance to meet him. I yet. haven't met him yet. I want to meet him. What a great guy. Because he will come out. He's trying yeah. all kinds of different new things on the menu now. And he'll come out and they go, how did you like it? Yeah. And he genuinely wants to know. And I will give him an honest opinion. Right. I loved, I loved the overall flavor. I like this. Could he use a little bit more of this? Could he use a little bit more of that? A little less of that? And he laps it up because he wants to know. <laughs> he genuinely is asking because he wants He wants to, to give an honest answer. Right. We had a place back, I mean, this was a hundred years ago, Collingswood, Westmont area. Guy was a friend of my dad's, opens a restaurant. Every dish came with a side of spinach and sun-dried tomatoes. Okay. And it wasn't the best. Mm. The food was good. Yeah. I said something. He got mad. So I I said, I said, you know. Not for nothing, but, but, and I don't love that expression, but I was kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. that Jersey yep. colloquial. And I'm like, I, I don't think that sun-dried tomatoes and the spinach goes with everything. That oh. was it. I couldn't go back. I got, he, he basically, he's like, how, who, who, oh, you're the chef now? And, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah. no, but I'm an eater. Right. I, that's I, I'm it. a like, customer. You cater to the eater, not, yeah, the, not right? the chef, right? All right. Have you ever complained at a restaurant or said something? And they gave you a look like, I don't think I want you coming back to my place anymore. Or have you as a chef or a restaurateur, have you ever really asked for honest feedback from your customers? Do you think I went too far? Should I not have said something about the mac and cheese? I don't know. Now I can't go back. 1-800-283-101.5-844. Fast driving instant weather next. It's 8.51 on New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you at 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls, 1-800-283-101.5. So there was a story um, out of uh, South Jersey 
about uh, middle school kids and eating pot gummies. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder, you know, so some kid bought it. Now, clearly, if a middle school kid is buying uh, cannabis gummies, they're not buying them legally, right? We can all agree to that. And if they're bringing them into school, now, you, now you've broken several laws, but they're kids. So one of the kids, um, they ate them. They ended up at the nurse's office. And it got me thinking about this, that I wonder how many of the cannabis lawyers who made a fortune on pushing to legalize pot, how many of them are silent as kids in school are increasingly at risk for getting a hold of what is what looks easily marketable to children. And I think to myself, you've got you've got pot gummies that there's no question that there is a correlation between brain development and a young child using drugs. And the hypocrisy in our state is, knows no bounds. So, so we ban flavored vaping because they blew up. It. First, vaping was going to replace smoking cigarettes. So, oh, my God, isn't that great? We've got something that won't cause you cancer. But then they attack vaping and they take the one-off case of the person that's got some bubble on their lung and they, they blow that up like, oh, my God, the vaping is horrible. And how many of these small businesses went under? with all the regulations. Then they turn around and legalize pot, but instead of really legalizing it the way it was done in Colorado, we, we do it in New Jersey. We, you know, go big or go home. We make sure only the big multi-million dollar companies can come in and afford these licenses. And you're still driving a black market, which I think is like amazing. That for all the legalized push, you still have a black market, illegal, illicit drug market. And now you've got kids at so this middle school in Pensacola, you got you got gummies floating around the school. My guess is it's in every school. And my question, mom and dad, to you is that are you concerned about the overexposure to drugs in New Jersey? And did they make a mistake legalizing it? If you ask me... The mistake was made in trying to monetize it. We should have decriminalized it and followed along with a model of what Vermont did, which is basically legalizing homegrown pot. Take away the power of these big companies. We ought to be depriving them of revenue, not not lining their pockets at the expense of, oh, the one-off once in a while kid in seventh grade who ends up with, with these in their locker. My thought is we made a huge mistake. And... It has not produced the revenue that our government wanted. We have an increased cost of law enforcement because of the uh, of rising crime and the fact that you've got the drug trade is still going on off the books because they try to avoid paying the taxes. What do you think? Has, has this happened? Is this a concern of yours with your kids in school? 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. 855 is the time. Eric Scott with the news next. 909 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spady. I want to thank Bed Parks Casino and Sportsbook for sponsoring New Jersey Chime Time every hour on the show. Eric, are your dogs chipped? 
they have chips in them? Uh, the new one is. Holly is yeah. because it, uh, she came with it. Um, Henry is not. And what is, what what is the purpose of the chip? So you can find them? Is it- yeah, so if she were to ever run away and somebody were to rescue her and they took her to a vet, um, the vet there's a little scanning device. You scan the dog, it identifies They the know chip. where to send them back to. Oh, and then, okay. And then it has our contact information right. on it. But it's not like, um, what is the Apple... Um, <laughs> find my keys. Find my yeah. keys or the no. right. Find no. my luggage. Well, but find they, my phone. They do make um they do make GPS tracker collars. So you could actually get a collar to put on your dog and you can open up the app and you can see the dog wherever like that they are. That seems to be a far better use of resources. I'm I'm asking because I uh over the weekend, friends of ours and uh my assistant Sharon let me know she's like there's this dog missing in Morristown, Meep the dog. Mm-hmm. And there's a website, findmeep.com. So I'm reading about this dog. One-year-old Boston Terrier oh. ran away on New Year's Eve, 12.15 a.m., I guess, into New Year's Day. Got, got scared by the fireworks. Oh, uh, yeah. So they've been looking for the dog now for 50 days. Can't find the dog, but the dog sent... They had tracker dogs come out, and they tra- tracked her to the center of this this intersection. Oh, boy. So they're like, somebody picked up the dog. And they're saying somebody stole the dog. I'm wondering if somebody didn't just find this dog in the middle of the street. Who knows how many hours later, days later, say, this dog's going to get hit by a car. Like, yeah. it may not be yeah. some something yeah. nefarious. Yeah. But now, they, 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 it's been almost two months. The owners are offering a $6,000 reward for Meep's return. Huh. So it got me thinking... Um, I want to share this because if anybody knows anything, uh, and I'll share this on social media, and I'll, I'll put this up on the website tomorrow. But uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, honestly, what what good is the is is the chip if you can't track? Well, because you the if you have a GPS collar, collars can be removed. Chips can't. I can't believe there's not a GPS chip. Uh, there may be, um, right? You know, I mean, but it's a, uh, yeah. I mean, look, we've gone back and forth through this. I mean, you know, Henry Henry is going to be eleven, and you know, he's a yellow lab. He has a nose that causes him to wander. Right. Um, you know, but he's never run away. Typically, you know, they're either on a lead line or one of us is in the yard with him. Right. Um, and with both of them. I mean, Holly. Holly's just a spaz. She doesn't know any better. She would just take off. And, she would just take off yeah. and be gone. Um, right. And she has. I've ha- yeah. I have a neighbor who a couple times have brought has brought her back <laughs> saying, I don't know if you know, she was out. I'm like, we didn't know. Thank right. you. Um, because she apparently has learned how to open the sliding door in the kitchen. No kidding. Yeah. That's dangerous. So it has to be closed. You know, she'll just stick her nose in there and fling it open. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I do know people that have had dogs that that have run away and have been returned because they were chipped. Most people that are going to rescue a dog are they're going to go to a vet, they're going to yeah. check it out, yeah. Yep, and see if the dog is is chipped. I just think of how many <clears throat> nasty characters you've got out there that well, look, wouldn't do the right dogs, thing. Bill, that's real. I mean, it's a real business, especially with like your friend's dog. I mean, there are certain breeds where you know it's it, it is the terriers yeah, the terrier on yes, the black yep, market I'm yep. sure and and that's that's part of the problem I mean especially a lot of these little dogs um, they're easy to pick up and and take and if you're getting them from a reputable breeder uh, they're expensive 
I mean, they're yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars. But so I wonder what process goes into, I mean, you have to assume that any rescue operation is going to check the chip. Yes. If they have it. Yep. Um, but what's to stop a dog that's not chipped from just being sent to a rescue and you never find that dog? I mean, if someone steals it, do oh. the rescues buy them? They don't buy them. No, no, no. Who no. buys them? Um, well, like where's the market for that? Well, the market is somebody that doesn't want to pay $7,000 for a puppy and you'll sell it to me for three. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. What does a new terrier cost? I, I don't know, but I think they got to be five or six thousand thousands right? and thousands of dollars. You know, I mean, it was Henry's a farm dog, you know, and Holly isn't, you know, much, much more than that. You know, yeah, it, the it, business it, has changed, though. I mean, I, our, our dog Fenway, this goes back. Golden Retriever bought her as a puppy. I mean, we were living in Seattle City at the time. So you're going back. My God, is it, am I getting that old? It's got to be 25 years, 20, maybe maybe more, maybe almost 30 years. And um, I paid 800 bucks all in. Wow. Right? From an AKC, yep. you know, licensed, inspected, like the whole deal, 800 bucks all in. And I'm thinking, to, and I, I have no perspective because we rescued the last two. Right. And now we're dogless, but I'm, I'm anyway. I'm feeling for Meep's family. I, I just think that that. I mean that that sucks. Like you just. I just don't see. I hope someone finds her, sends her home. I hope that she's in the right place. But there are just so many nefarious characters out there. I don't know. Yeah, and it's a shame because you know they do become part of your family, and yeah. you know, I mean, as much as we uh, sometimes get frustrated with Holly, who's only a year old. Oh, there are days you want to kill them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's. It, I always say it's a good thing she's cute. Otherwise, she'd be under the shed by now. Um, but right. it, no, I mean, it's. But she, you know, we we love her. We do anything if yeah. if she ran away to to find yeah. her again. Um, and most people would. Most people would with their dog. So if you have you heard of this, uh, if you if you go to the website findmeep.com, you can uh, see the story of this uh, this Boston Terrier. One years old. Now the challenge is the the dog needs medication. I mean, it, it's not it's not a good story. It's uh, it's very sad for the family, but uh, they are offering a six thousand dollar reward. So I wanted to do my part. If uh, if you can go to that website, find meep m e e p dot com. And my question for you is: Are your dogs tagged? Uh, do you agree with me that putting a GPS tracker like uh, like an Apple Air tag on your hound? isn't the smartest move, especially if you're investing thousands of dollars in this dog, let alone the fact that they're a family member. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever lost your dog? 916, fast driving instant weather. Zero. 924 in New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia talking about uh, if you ever lost your dog before, what do you do? What have you done? I mean, it sounds to me like uh, the idea of using an air tag for your dog is probably a great idea. Uh, even more important than the chip. You know, the chip presumes that your dog is going to be found by one of the good guys. But with all the criminal activity going on, with bail reform, with the gangs, illegals, I, I have a way bigger concern now. What what other activities are going on that, you know, you got to think about it? They'll steal your car. They'll certainly steal your dog. Let's go to Jim in Princeton, who works for Animal Control. So, Jim, shed some light on this for us. Hey, Bill. How you doing? First-time caller. Great uh, to have you. Fan of yours. 
Yeah. So Thank you. Right up my wheelhouse, obviously, working in animal control. Tell me. So the, the, the microchip is about the size of a grain of rice. So it really doesn't have a power source, but it, it emits a radio frequency. The beautiful thing about a microchip is that it's always with the dog, no matter if the collar falls off, the harness falls off. Right, right. Uh, and it, anything like that. All animal control officers in the state pretty much have a scanner, so we can scan in the field when we come across a dog. Oh, no kidding. Um, so, yeah, so so a lot of times we can bypass the shelter and just get the dog right home if it's registered. Um, so it's a, so, what do you, how, so what's your range on the scanner, Jim, and it will pick up any of the chips? You have to have physical contact with the dog. So you have to have the dog in your possession. Oh, I see. Okay, got it. I understand. Yeah, you, you can't sweep a field. Correct. Okay, I got it. Um, now, yeah, the GPS collars are getting a lot more, um, a lot more popular, which is great. Um, but again, you know, the, the battery needs to be charged in the collar, um, and you know that needs to be. That's why microchips don't transmit GPS location because there's really no power source that small for you know it goes subcutaneous under how, the skin. How does it have any power at all to transmit anything? The chip. Or is it not? It's uh, it's like a. So, it's yeah, it's, it's not, not transmitting anything. Yeah, it it, should, it emits a, a very low frequency that scanners can pick up, you know, in close contact. So yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know the exact science behind it. I just know it works because my dog was 13 years old and her scanner, her chip still worked. No kidding. The day she passed away. No kidding. Oh, sorry. What kind of dog? Uh, she was a mix. Yeah. Good old, good old pound puppy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The other thing, when when you do lose your dog, one of the first things you should do is is get the word out. So social media is huge for that. Um, call your local animal control officer. Uh, call your local PD. Get the word out that the dog is missing. Um, that's the most important thing. Then I would start calling around to shelters. So the way most shelters work in the state is that stray dogs need to come in through animal control. Uh, this prevents people from dumping their animals um, and and causes you know the the authorities if you will mm -hmm. to get involved with, with this found animal because in the eyes of the law uh dogs are property right so if you pick up a dog and you don't turn it into a shelter for seven days as a straight hold period um if you don't turn your dog in or turn in a found dog then you're essentially kind of stealing uh, well and that's what they're saying that whoever picked this dog up you now are responsible for a, a theft uh, Jim, I've got to jump, but thank you for shedding light on this. I appreciate that. Thanks for what you do every day. Absolutely. Take care. All right, man. Take care. All right. 928. Question on the table is, have you ever lost your dog? 1-800-283-101.5. 928. Eric Scott with your news next. Nine thirty-eight on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you at ten o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls one eight hundred two eight three one hundred one point five. So uh, I told you uh, earlier, there's a great organization called the Mercy Center, uh, which is designed to empower, enrich, and educate uh, those less fortunate, and they are focused on the Greater Asbury Park area. And as I had mentioned uh, my friend Kim Guadano, who is the executive director of the Mercy Center. She invited me to this event we're having, and I'll be uh, at a table with several friends. It's the Mercy Center's inaugural Chef's Feast, which is happening on Thursday, February 29th, 6 o'clock at the Berkeley Oceanfront Hotel in Asbury Park. Uh, and I wanted her to uh, just explain a little bit about the mission 
because there's so many charities out there. You got to really, uh, you want to know the ones that you are being asked to help. Former Lieutenant Governor Kim Guadano, how are you, Kim? Good morning, Bill Spady. It's been a while. It has been a while. I know it's still 80 degrees out by your house. Three degrees in Mama's Beach. <laughs> Mama's Beach always. I have never forgotten it every time you says the real temperature. And, and I also have to commend you for putting in the same sentence this morning as I was listening before we came on. Dogs being chipped and bail reform. See that? I That's it. You do that? Right? Kind of impressed, right? Yeah. I threw in some illegal immigration in there. I, I lumped it. It all came in. <laughs> I was like, how did he get from chip dog? Uh, you used to do that to me all the time, right? An I, hour before I get, I get in the car, an hour before I get on the show, you'd start bashing Chris Christie. And I was like, oh, really? Uh, you know, I, it must just be something that goes off in my head that that just somehow that works for me. And uh, I figured you may have heard the conversation about uh, missing Meep. But, uh, yeah, you're right. You know, all of a sudden I would get on something like the gas tax and you're like, oh, now I've got to go on the show live and deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to get in too much trouble all the way around. Well, now, Look, now we're doing God's work. Right. I was going to say, you, you've taken a step out of the chaos, inconsistencies and nonsense of politics and you're really doing great work. Tell me about uh, the Mercy Center. Yeah, and it's and it's really the same work, right? It's service. It's all yeah. about public service. So. So here is a great need in Asbury Park. I mean, you hear about all the great stuff that's happened on the waterfront, but let me tell you about some of the awful stuff that's happening where one in four people are living in poverty in, in the Asbury Park area. And so we have a pantry that's been in existence for 40 years, and we've served oh, 30,000 people three years ago, and we're now serving 100,000 people. Wow. wow. Let that sink in. 100,000 people are coming through a tiny little pantry in Asbury Park. So that that's but, you know, that's not the real issue, right? It's not feeding people now. It's how do we end the problem of poverty? And that's what the mission of Mercy Center is all about. It's ending generational poverty in the greater Asbury Park area. We do it by feeding people now, by helping them with services in the languages that they speak. So we speak Arabic, Creole, Spanish, English. Um, and then we also have a school for fourth to eighth grade girls. So you get a great education, get out of the uh school system, a failing school system uh, in Asbury Park. And for $15,000, as opposed to thirty dollars to $50,000, we're able to educate young women and get them into good high schools and, there and let them go on to secondary schools or colleges if that's what they want to do. It's so fantastic. It's, it's the whole circle, right? So yeah. it's not frustrating. It's not just giving handouts. You're giving, truly are giving hands up, and you see it every day. So um, thanks for mentioning it all day today i appreciate yeah, that yeah i look i i you know th there are there are some good charities in new jersey and honestly kim if you're attached to this one that it's it clearly uh you're going in the right direction and this is something that people need to know about tell me about the event because i'll tell you well, I, i'm very excited about the chefs <laughs> i'm just saying foodie. it was foodie 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 it was all like you know you got to do this one because it's a great cause it's at a great location the berkeley Hotel in Asbury Park's been completely renovated. It's fabulous. There'll be lots of parking and be food all night long. We'll have six chefs. They're going to compete uh, compete against each other, make it a favorite dish. Wow. Uh, and you will be sitting at a table moving from chef to chef to chef. So it should be kind of funny at the interchanges. Every 15 minutes, you move tables. I love that. 100 people will be moving tables. I cannot wait to see the logistics of this. 
Yeah, me either. It's, uh, you know, you got to try something once, see if it works. And if not, at least it will be fun. So, and you've got uh, it, uh, Buona Sera is there, Gabriella's. I mean, some great places. Robinson Ale House. I yep. love it. Yep. The Mondina from Brielle, Metropolitan Cafe. So how do, Chapel, where do people go to get tickets? I put this on the website because there's a QR right. code there. Should they just call Christy at this number or is there a website they should go to? Well, they can call Christy if they want to buy a raffle ticket or they can just go and buy a ticket on mercycenternj.org. That's our website, mercycenternj.org. And if they want to know more about it, they can just go to Facebook. Just put in Mercy Center of Asbury or Mercy Center and it'll pop up. Um, oh, I'm here. Okay, I can put this on my calendar right from the website. I've got it. Yeah, yep. I like the sound of that. Look at this. Nice and easy. Go to mercycenternj.org. And on the top banner, it says events. And just click on that, and it'll take you right to this February 29th. So, Kim, it'll be good to see you. Thank you, Bill. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, and your table's fabulous. All those guys I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a great night. Well, look, we're here to help Kim, and not, not just for this event, but uh, whatever else we can do for the Mercy Center and, and help you in this important mission. It's, uh, you, it is sinking in. 30000 to to 100000 It's not good. Yep. It's not good. Yep. Nope, not good at all. Yeah. So, so thanks for helping out, and we'll see you on the 29th. See you then. All right. Take care, Kim. That is uh, former Lieutenant Governor Kim Guadano, who is now the executive director of the Mercy Center. Uh, this is an organization focused on the greater Asbury Park area. And you heard what she said. Now 100,000 people coming through the doors of their local uh, food pantry to get food on their tables. I mean, I, it's just... You know, we have a problem. And, and yes, to Kim's point, uh, I, I, I lump a lot of things in. You know why? Because these things are related. You're worried about your dog being stolen? We need to curb illegal immigration and get these criminals off the street uh, by, by ending bail reform. They are related. You want to you wanna stop the, the flow of 30,000 to 100,000 people? We need to get Joe Biden out of office because Biden inflation is crushing the middle and, and working class. Imagine if you were already impoverished and then Biden comes in and the problem gets exponentially worse. They're all related. Just as Kim Guadano had said, she went from politics, which was a service for her, a service element. Not all of them think this way. Some of the guys that are out there running for office now, they don't think in terms of service. You think Jack Cittarelli running for governor last time was thinking about public service? No, he was thinking about Jack Cittarelli. Same thing with John Bramnick. Look at the legislation he's passed. He thinks about John Bramnick. That's, that's, that's his priority. Look at Tammy Murphy. Say what you will about Andy Kim, the congressman running for the United States Senate against Tammy Murphy, but the man understands constituent service. I will say that he's not doing this for his health. This is a guy that, you know, I don't agree with him on most issues. And the, the you know, the political play they made with January 6th, all that. Okay, I get it. We don't agree. We're on different pages. But Andy Kim at least understands service. And to two candidates running for governor, eventually will run for governor on the Democrat side, you've got... Josh Gottheimer and Mikey Sherrill. I'll give them some credit for understanding constituent service. Guys like Steve Fulop in it for himself, clearly. Uh, same thing with, uh, with Steve Sweeney. Guy's in it for himself. It's about him. It's about his political redemption. So you want to solve this problem? You want to not have 100,000 people coming through the food pantry? We better do a better job of replacing these selfish, ego-driven politicians. 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. Yes, I'll get back to the dogs. Kim, I'll go to you first. Other side of Traffic and Weather next. Oh.
953 on New Jersey 101.5 am Bill Spadia. Guys, I got about 30 seconds, but I want to hear from Kim in Flemington, who actually has the GPS tracker on her dog. I love it. Kim. Hi, Bill. Hey, Kim. Talk to you. you too. This is something I'm really, I really feel strongly about. We've had a tracker on our dog for probably 10 years. Um, he's 16 now, but when he was younger, like three times he ran off and was lost for hours. One time he was uh, found in the woods uh, tank with his leash because he pulled away with his leash, his leash tangled around a tree and, yeah. and the police ended up finding him. I feel like it's my responsibility if he runs off. It's like a child. He yes. Runs off and then he finds uh, yeah, Kim, I love it. Listen, I have to jump. I'm, I'm going to be late for news. But listen, thanks for calling. Thanks for sharing that story. Guys, have an awesome rest of your day. Tomorrow, I'll remind you of the story of when I chased the dog down in the snow with my car. Wild day. See you tomorrow at 6. Look at what's happened to me here. I can't believe it myself. Listening to the Bill Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to check out the latest online from Bill Spadia on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.